Hi there. Welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so we can enjoy the life God has called us to to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome on this beautiful Friday. I hope you have a fun or restful or enjoyable weekend planned. Uh, My most restful and enjoyable weekends are usually the ones where we are doing nothing. (laughs) No, not necessarily nothing, but I'm definitely that where if we've got one thing going on, I'm like, okay, good, perfect. That is my jam. We've got one thing to look forward to. And then we've got some recoup time as well. But it's a packed weekend. I just blink on Monday. I'm like, oh man, where'd it go? So that's going to obviously have to change a little bit, I believe, when my kids are older. But for right now, my three and a half year old and one year old, you know, they don't uh, have too many events. So they're pretty happy to stick around the house and play all weekend. So welcome. We are talking today about tricks to motivate yourself to work out. And this is kind of a, um, not a like touchy topic for me or anything like that, but it's definitely 100% the, one of the obstacles that I hear women state as why they can't get fit. Okay. One of the biggest ones when I hear, you know, what gets in your way of living a fit and healthy life. It's number one is usually lack of time. And number two is usually motivation. So coupled with that, what I always hear and get questions about are how do you motivate yourself to work out? How do you motivate yourself? What do you do in motivation slow? So it's kind of the the disclaimer before I launch into this. I have done an episode on this before and really on that one went really into why I don't think motivation is necessary. I think you need other things. But just want to reiterate that before we get into it is that you need to rely on your habits. That's what it comes down to. Feelings are fleeting. Okay, we cannot follow our feelings in anything. If you are just following your feelings in your marriage and you're just not feeling the love that day, okay, well, you need to rely on the vows that you took. You need to rely on the feelings you were feeling when you got married. Same thing with your kids and whatnot. Days are hard, you know, and you're looking around like one kid's screaming, one kid's trying to be potty trained, like you're nursing, whatever. If you're in that little kid, little kid season like me, you're thinking like, ah, this is just not what I signed up for. It is. And at one point you were excited to do it, right? You're just feeling having a low moment. You'll be feeling totally different when that same little kid wanders over to you with chubby hands and grabs your face and is like, you're the best mom ever and gives you a kiss. Totally different feelings, right? So, you know, we all have those good emotions, bad emotions, and we just can't rely on them. That's why habits are so important. I cannot recommend enough books about habits. I actually, I did an episode too. I'm sure you've listened to if you are a regular, if this is one of your first ones, then go back and listen to the books that have changed my life because I love books. And I think that has honestly changed my life so much and really steered it the way that it's going. And I left off the book, The Power of Habit, and I believe it's by Charles Duhigg is the author. And It is so good. I think it was the first time I ever, I did include the book, What Most Successful People Do in the Morning, and that's similar because it just talks a lot about their habits, but Charles Duhigg really digs into the science of it and why people, you know, why we do the things we do, even down to marketing, why, you know, marketing people make the choices they make because they just, we're just predictable people in our habits and things like that. So, Definitely comes down to habit is the overall thing. I, If you asked me, Brittany, are you motivated most days to work out? The answer is no. I almost never, I'll say when I'm not pregnant, 
I'm more motivated to work out. When it is nice out, I am more motivated to work out. I love being outside. So if I can go in my backyard and flip our tractor tire that we've got back there or, you know, hit the tire with the hammer, do a little like circuit in my backyard doing pull-ups on the swing set, I am motivated to work out. When I see a nice day, I'm like, ooh, I'd love to go for a run on this. Ooh, I'd love to do some hill sprints. Most of the time, I'm never thinking, oh, I wish I could do cardio. I'd love to get on the treadmill. I'd love to get on the bike. But outside, being outside, I guess, does motivate me. That is not on this list because it's the dead of winter. (laughs) For some of you who are living in beautiful locations, you can go enjoy those outdoor things and maybe doing it outside will motivate you. There's a bonus one for you today. But otherwise, honestly, most of the time, I'm not super motivated to work out. But I can tell you when I'm never motivated to work out, and that is when I'm pregnant, which is right now. I am... 17 and a half weeks. You got to, you got to keep the halves, you know, when you are pregnant, every day counts. So I'm 17 and a half weeks. I never want to work out. That's just the God's honest truth is there is nothing that makes me want to work out. I'm going to share some tricks with you today that, you know, can get you started, get you going. And I think every little bit helps, but it comes down to, if you ask me, are you motivated to work out? No, I'm not. The only reason I get myself to do it is because I value physical fitness. I value the longevity of my health and my mobility and being able to squat down with my grandkids, not just my own kids, but hopefully with my grandkids, God willing, and play with them. And I want to keep my body at, you know, the best capacity I can, not, you know, this pinnacle of extreme health and going to all these wild extremes every day and spending hours on myself, but I kind of want to not bare minimum either. I want to do what needs to be done to keep myself moving and healthy and as agile as I can be. So I just have to think about the long game. That's really, right now, it is just a lifestyle. It's just a habit. It really, really is a habit. I don't even think about, oh, should I work out today? I'm just like, no, I have to work out today. It's like, no, I have to make dinner. No, I have to brush my teeth. So number one, like a hundred percent, it's all about habits. And I think the biggest thing there is seeing the kind of person that you want to be, the kind of person that you want to become. And that is what I guess does motivate me at my core. That is what, you know, is my ultimate motivator is seeing people who are able to be those on the floor grandmas and those people who are restricted because of choices they made. Again, I always have to say that disclaimer that I understand that people have different life things. I'm not in any way trying to insult anyone who's like, well, my mother is in a wheelchair and it had nothing to do with her, you know, health choices. Okay, 100%. I am not at all trying to say that or insinuate that, but there's a lot we can control. That's my point. If you have terrible joints, you have 100 extra pounds on your knees, it's going to be a lot more difficult. And that was probably, you know, due to a lot of choices you made. So, all that to say, I don't normally feel motivated, but there are certain things that I do that kind of ease the pain of it. So I know, all right, Brittany, you are working out. I don't really care (laughs) either way. I don't give myself the choice. That's another big thing. Don't like debate it with yourself. Just you have to decide you're going to work out, okay? That you're going to be a person who works out, set the times a week you want to work out, and that's it. When I'm not pregnant, it's usually five or six times a week. When I am pregnant, it's usually four. I said three to four in the first trimester, but then it's more like four to five usually when I am past that first trimester. So right now I'm second trimester. I'm doing about four to five a week and I pre-decide the days that I'm going to do it. Yes, there's a little wiggle room where if one day I'm feeling absolutely dead or I had we had a really active day and my back is just toast, I need to sit. 
Okay, I'll bump that to another day. But no matter what, I know every single week I'm getting four to five in. I don't honestly understand when people can say, oh, I just didn't get my four in. Like, no, you get them in. <laughs> That's me being a little bit. My husband laughs and half laughs and half cries that I'm not a compassionate person. That's something I, that's a personal flaw I need to work on. But uh, it's just, there's just really no excuse. If I, I'm not saying you need to get a half hour workout in, it could be a 10 minute workout, but there's no reason you can't get in four 10 minute workouts a week. It's, there's just not. So <laughs> that's how I see it for myself as well. No, I'm getting in four to five a week. Like honestly, hell would have to freeze over um, for or like extreme sickness or something for that not to happen because it's just, there's no reason not to. So besides that, to get myself to do it, I already know I'm doing it. It's already a habit. I've decided I want to be that kind of person. I want to have that end result. Here's five little tricks I do usually honestly employ and would recommend trying if you have not. So number one is to reward yourself for doing it early. I am a huge advocate of working out in the morning and there's just less that can interfere with your day, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom like me. It starts your day in a better mindset. Like you might be, you know, cursing me while you're getting up to do it. But then by the time you're done, typically you're just in a much better headspace. You're woken up a little bit. You're more alert and you're in a better space already to greet your children. And then if you are, you know, woken up by them screaming in the monitor, which happens. I know there's seasons of life. I'm going to be in that season of life pretty soon where I'm getting woken up by screaming in the monitor all the time. But normally on the average, not in a newborn season of life. It's just nice to get it done early, be in a good mood, hopefully, and able to greet your kids having already done something positive for yourself. It also sets the tone for the day and the food choices you make. I've said that before. I've, you know, woken up thinking, I just want like a big bowl of cereal or something this morning, like something comforting. And then by the time I finish the workout, I'm like, ah, you know, I'll make some oatmeal that's a little more balanced with zucchini in it or a shake or something that's a little more <laughs> not just carbs that are going to make me crash. So why is it reward yourself for doing it early for me? Many of my days look like I either have early morning to do it or nap time. Not all the time. You know, some days are different. Sometimes I'm training in the mornings. Sometimes I am, um, I have something scheduled at nap time, but in general, many of my days, if I get it done in the morning, then I can have a little more time at nap time. So maybe that's you getting to read your favorite book at nap time. Maybe that's you getting to paint your nails at nap time, whatever that is. If your kids aren't napping, you know, I know everybody's life is a little bit different, but you can always, maybe you're a person that works full time and you still can, instead of having to do it after work, then you get to come home and watch your favorite show while you cook dinner, or you can open up, you know, a fun drink while you're, when you get home from work and sit down, put your feet up for 10 minutes instead of having to do your workout. So if you can reward yourself for doing it early, I never regret the days I just did it early. It's more often than not, it's the days that I say in the morning, uh, I don't feel like it yet. I'll just do it at nap time. But then at nap time, I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> so get it done early, reward yourself. Number two is to buddy up. And this could be many ways. I know right now many of us are not working out together. And if you're a stay-at-home mom like me, you are probably never working out with somebody. So that's pretty much my current state. This That would not make sense to me. But what I mean is not just the actual workout. While some of you might like that, might enjoy that, and it would work for you. Some of you, I'm sure, could even pull that off going to each other's houses like or to the gym together when your husbands get home or just on the weekends, maybe once or twice. But there's so many other ways you can do this, whether it's virtual classes you're doing with other people 
or challenges. Like obviously we have our eight week and 12 week challenge still going on where those people are all motivated by seeing each other do the workouts and post about the workouts and like the workout videos and things like that. But if you're not, you know, in one of my challenges or another like trainer's challenge, you could just do something with your friends. There's so many, I know little things on Fitbits and Apple watches and stuff where you can challenge each other to do things, but you could even commit to doing a specific plan, whether or not you live close to your friend. But even if you are, you know, far away from each other, you could still be like, Hey, do you want to do this specific workout plan with me? Or I'll write the first month, you write the second month. Like let's hold each other accountable to do, you know, we'll talk, we'll check in and make each other kind of like your accountability partners that might, you know, if you're a person motivated by external forces like that, like having to report to someone that would probably work for you. Number three, this is the one I pretty much always employ when I'm pregnant, which is make yourself start, but say you can stop if you want to. Some days, and I do work out in the first trimester, again, not usually as much as any other time, but I don't let it totally go. And a lot of women will say, well, Brittany, I feel dead or I'm so sick. I know. <laughs> and I also know we all have different degrees of it. And some people are, you know, much more sick than I get. But the idea that if you, you know, if you're going to feel crappy anyway, you usually do feel a little bit better after you work out. And again, you could kind of pick your time of day if you're in the first trimester situation, but make yourself start and say that you can stop if you want to. And this obviously goes for people who are not pregnant as well, but a lot of times mentally that just helps where I'm like, okay, I'll just do five minutes on the treadmill, but then I can stop if I want to. And I don't think I have ever stopped at the five minutes. And I know other people who have done this tactic and works well for them as well. You you get in the groove after the first five minutes, you get warmed up, and then it's like, okay, you're already starting to get the benefits of it, and you just see it's really not that long. We amp things up to take so much longer than they do most of the time. I know even when I do leave my workout to nap time and I'm sitting there thinking, now I have to get dressed, now I have to go downstairs, and really if I just get up and do it, it if I, that's kind of the, I'm going on a tangent here, but for me, that can be the divide a lot when I tuck them in for a nap and then think, okay, I'm just going to sit down for 20 minutes and answer emails first, then I'll go work out. It seems so much more daunting. If I just put them to, for a nap, walk down the stairs and go right down for my workout, I see that it really, I can get it done in 20 minutes and feel like it was a great full workout and that's it. I'm good to go. So don't over, you know, blow it up to be something it's not, but do make yourself start. If you are not in the mood or you feel too tired, exercise does give us energy. So many times I feel way too tired to work out and then I feel awesome after. So just make yourself start. All right. Number four is to make it convenient. So if you are a stay-at-home mom who's trying to go to the gym and sometimes your husband gets home late from work or all these other things could pop up, and it's, it is more of a time commitment to drive to a gym, work out at the gym, drive back home. That might be one of the obstacles to why you're not getting it done. Okay, so, or, so for me, most of the time I'm working out in the basement. It's where we have our uh, barbell and our TRX is down there. And uh, we have a bench, the treadmill, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes, like it's the dead of winter, our basement does get a little chilly I am not motivated to work out just because I don't want to go down a dark basement and be cold. And I have <laughs> identified that myself where I'm like, it's not even really the working out. I just don't feel like going down there right now. And I don't feel like 
being in a basement environment. So instead, I'll just grab a kettlebell and a couple dumbbells or a band and a kettlebell or something and bring it up in the living room and put on my favorite show and do it up here. And I've even carried our, we have like a folding exercise bike though, but I've done that before with the bike because I didn't feel like sitting down there and riding it for a half hour. I folded it up and carried it upstairs and (laughs) did it upstairs instead because I felt like being upstairs. So make sure it's convenient for you. If you, you know, want to do it in your slippers, I joke about this. I tagged a friend the other day on uh, Instagram because she always posts that she does my workouts. She's also going through my pregnancy program right now and she does her workouts in her slippers And the other day I started off in my slippers and tagged her. It's like, all right, like, here we go, slipper club. But whatever, you know, again, it has to be convenient and, dare I say, comfortable as well. You know, if you think like, ah, now I have to get my sneakers on. No one's saying you have to do these things. You have to move your body. But how you choose to do it is up to you. So make it convenient, make it comfortable. And lastly, my last tip for you is to pair it with something you enjoy. This 100% I employ pretty much all the time and definitely when I'm pregnant um if you do like to listen to music you know I go through phases with this there are times where I will only listen to music when I work out because I just want to kind of zone out and have the music cranking and just go for it there are other times where I really want to listen to one of my favorite podcasts that is you know difficult to listen to when the kids are up and I am distracted and can't really hear it and whatever, keep getting interrupted, even if I have earbuds in. So sometimes I'll throw on a podcast. I think, well, I can listen to the podcast. But more often than not, especially when I'm pregnant, I will turn on a show while I'm working out. And here's the real kicker, though, if you really want to be motivated, I've heard other people do this, who only let them watch that show, their show, that show, whatever, a show, when they are working out. So if you're thinking like, oh, I really want to watch the next episode of whatever Magnolia Table for me right now (laughs) with Joanna Gaines, I watch her make the recipes of the cookbook that I already have, Um, you know, whatever it is. And before it was a great British baking show. So really, I just like to watch food while I work out. But no, I love baking. I love cooking. And it tends to be easiest to watch those kinds of shows and not be morally offended at something. But um, so Magnolia Table right now is not at all morally offensive and uh, has been good for my family because then I start making biscuits and things like that. I get very excited. But anyway, I will not let myself just watch TV otherwise. So it's not like I'm going to sit down, put my feet up and watch a half hour of TV. But if I'm like, okay, Brittany, go do your workout, you can watch an episode. Boom, there we go. Now I'm flying down to the basement to get it done. So <laughs> pair it with something you enjoy. You know, maybe that is when you uh, call a friend who you really want to talk to and you talk while you're walking on the treadmill or you are watching your favorite show or listening to your favorite podcast, whatever. But definitely helps if you really limit that one thing to when you're working out. It also, just scientifically, the way our brains work, that you your brain lights up and gets excited just at the thought of doing the thing that you enjoy and so then if you compare it with something you might not really enjoy like working out then it's just double bang for your buck you just kind of sneak the working out in there because you're excited about what you get to do all right I hope this was helpful I also think this is one of the hardest times of the year to motivate yourself to work out we get you know that new year buzz in January and then we get that spring buzz I think is even bigger than the new year buzz when summer's coming and 
it is getting nicer outside. Those, you know, shorts and tank tops are coming out and we feel a little extra motivated to work out. So just power through these times, use the tricks when you need them, but really focus on establishing habits and just decide you are the person that works out and you're just, you're not going to report back that you did not get four workouts in because you can, okay, buck up and press onward. (laughs) All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining me. I'll talk to you next time.